This is Arvette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, The Universe Listens. We love inspiring and providing the tools needed to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Today's topic is the entrepreneurial shift. So Diana, I know in your career, you've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So what would you say would be some of the qualities or traits of an entrepreneur? Um, the main trait of working with um, many aspiring entrepreneurs would be, you know, their desire and um, their um, the vision of how they want their company to actually grow, the clients that they actually want to um they want to attract. Um, it's a lot of different steps with the, the entrepreneurs that I worked with um, that was in the wanted to be in a particular field that, that we were in. Um, and the, just the different steps that they had to go through far as with the licensing, the insurance, um, the type of employees that they wanted to have, whether they wanted to have um, salaried employees, whether they were contractors, whether they were 1099s. It's all of those things, but even before all of that, it, it's the funding of um, knowing what resources they needed to um, actually put in place, the resources that they actually had, and the sacrifices that they were probably not they were probably they would have to make in order to get equipment. It's just so many different um, areas and variants of um, depending on what area they actually wanted to be in. So in terms of uh, a mindset, was there certain people who started the process and didn't finish versus people who finished the process and became? Oh, yes. It was a lot of that. Okay. It was a lot of people that I would say that um, talked the talk but did not walk the walk after they realized the different steps. They wanted people to do it for them versus actually going through the process themselves and um, the people that the entrepreneurs that stood out were persistent, were willing to work sun up to sundown, whatever they needed to do to get the business off the ground and follow the steps that were needed. Networking is definitely the key um, to knowing different people in the field and putting yourself out there, getting connected um, with different various groups, depending on what field you actually wanted to get in. But there were so many people um, that we spent a lot of time with talking to and nurturing. And when it all came down to, they really wasn't prepared. We had people that wanted to put up their homes, but didn't have a plan B that if the company was not successful, their homes are lost. You know, so we coached a lot of people into having other va- uh, other avenues and, um, and and trying to have a backup plan from that standpoint. But the we had a couple of a few out of many um, that were very successful because they did everything that we asked them to do. They networked and they just had a passion. Um, and they knew exactly what they wanted their company to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. Okay. And so, um, so were there some who started their business and got it going versus some who were extremely successful? 
Is that what you're saying? Um, yes. Um, there was, I uh, remember one company um, that stands out, um, started off very successful, but um, the problem was when she had employees, um, it was the financing piece where for an outline of business, it was contracting. So um, her hiring people, you don't, you didn't get your funding from your clients, let's just say for 90 days, but you have employees that get paid every two weeks. So it was the financing piece that um, was a huge issue for her. And I would say after six months, um, and in the midst of that six months, she couldn't continue to float her, her employees. She couldn't pay them. And eventually she went out of business. And this was one of the ones that we actually tried to get her to have a plan B, but she wouldn't listen. The only thing she said was that I have it, I got it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not as, it wasn't as easy as she thought it was going to be. She saw the, the huge checks that she was getting in the beginning, but she didn't put a lot of that money back into the employees and also within her business. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get to what are the personality traits or qualities that are different between the people who started, who didn't finish, the people who finished but didn't succeed, and the people who succeeded or even a step further, people who succeeded and became highly, were highly successful. Well, the difference is basically, uh, I would say for us, that the difference was the, the passion behind the people and listening to and listening to companies that have, that have been in place for years, that's following, that has basically done the same thing and have paved, paved that pathway. Um, I, everybody has their different way of doing things, but so many people will come in, well, this is the way that I want it you know, but I want to be just like you, you know, well, this is what we did. So if you're able to follow these steps, we've been in business for over 15 years and have been very successful by doing this. But I think the, the difference is you have some people that's willing to listen and then you have the people that will say, well, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm going to do it their way. And it doesn't end up becoming successful. So, Yvette, you are a successful entrepreneur. How were you, how did you become successful in your business, your businesses, and also how did you remain successful? Yeah, so that's actually, I would, I would say that's two different answers to a similar, two, two similar questions. Mm -hmm. So I have two widely different answers. Okay. So, um, I used to subscribe to, as a matter of fact, our company's model was we're used to hard work and we're used to success. And so I used to subscribe to working hard. Mm -hmm. And so I literally worked around the clock 24-7 um, doing anything and everything that it took to make the business successful. Um, so I always, you know, was planning and acting, planning and acting, mm -hmm. planning and acting. And um, in that process, I did become financially successful and successful in terms of I had a great product and the people who were affected by the product, they received excellent services. 
um, and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like the business was a good business. However, personally, I was bankrupt. So I had nothing left inside of me. I gave everything away to the business. Um, so I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any family. I mean, you know, I had family. Right. I had people who loved me who were my friends. But in terms of me spending time with them, it was non-existent. Um, my niece, my nieces and nephews, they basically grew up without me. Um, I didn't even get to know them until they were almost adults. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of free time and <laughs> having time to enjoy myself, time to spend with my husband, all that, I didn't have any of that. All I did was work. And I eventually, and it didn't take long, I, I was work, working as a burnt out person. I was burnt out for years. Hmm. And I just continued to almost... <laughs> you know, just being a, in a rat's race, so to speak. And I didn't know how to get out of it because I felt like the work that I was doing was so important and so necessary. I had no idea of how to continue offering the level of services that I was offering without my physical presence being there and being there at all times. So, I read, how did you get past that? So, that's interesting because I always, I just kept praying and I was just saying, you know, God, please send me someone to tell me something. I need someone to tell me something. I would always say that. And I actually remember I wrote a letter. No, no, no. I don't remember writing a letter. I actually called one of my friends and I basically was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's just too much. I can't handle it. I can't go on and um you know and I actually had called that friend before in the past and I remember he was like we need you to continue to exist and those words for me helped me to keep going like every day when I wanted to quit I would hear the words we need you to continue to exist we need you to continue to exist and so anyway I was like I can no longer continue to exist and so I (laughs) called that same friend and um, I was just like, at wit's end, I can't do this anymore. And I remember he was like, hold on a second. And he came back and he just started reading something. And it was just the most perfect, just the most perfect, the, I, the words were just perfect, what I needed to hear at that time. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And it just calmed me down. And I was like, I'm okay, you know? And I was like, those are such beautiful words. Where did you get that? And he was like, you wrote these words. Like, you sent this to me. Wow. Yeah. And I was kind of like, that's amazing that, I think I said something like, that's amazing that um, God told me to contact you or something to that effect. And he was like, what's amazing is that God told you to send this letter to me so that it can save you. Or whatever. So that was like, like whatever perspective he put that in my head, because he kind of flipped it for me a little bit, mm-hmm. and it kind of put it back to like, okay, I have the power, right? And that was a kind of like a new concept for me at that time. Um, fast forward a little bit, um, I started teaching the book, the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And so I would teach it to every new member of my team. 
which meant every time we had a new employee, I was reviewing that book again. Mm. And like from the very, my very first reading of the book, I was like, hmm, this is cute, you know, <laughs> but don't really make sense to me. You know, like I understood it in theory, but I just didn't understand how it could be practically applied. And I remember one of the um, laws was the law of least effort. And it was basically like, do less, achieve everything. And I'm just like, no. Come, come, Deepak, <laughs> come work my job. Let's see if you can do less and achieve everything. But um, the more I reviewed that book and the more I discussed it and the more I discussed it, discussed it, the more it just really just took a hold of me. And I start understanding, like, I can do less and achieve everything. Mm. And um, it just changed, like, the prayers that I was putting out. It changed the way I was, you know, thinking about things. And instead of me, because I used to always ask God to please take this burden off of me, then I start. I changed my prayer. And I was, like, um, basically allow, like, fill me up. Mm -hmm. Allow me to give more like feel me in such a way that I can give more and like in saying that prayer it changed things for me wow do you remember and I want to go back a little bit but do you remember what you wrote no I don't remember because this is at least what 20 something years mm. or even more now but why I wrote it was because that friend had contacted me during that time when I was emotionally bankrupt saying, I need to talk to you. I'm not okay. And so when the friend actually contacted me by phone, I don't know how mm -hmm. that happened, but he was able to reach me by phone which nobody could reach me by phone, but he did. He got through and I told my friend, I'm too busy to talk to you. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but what I did was I wrote him a letter. So the letter was to him, but it ended up being the thing that saved me. Mm. That is, I have goosebumps just, <laughs> you know, cause it was all, it was all planned. You didn't know it. He didn't know it, but it was all planned. Mm -hmm. That's, that's wonderful. So how did, um, that re help you remain successful? So, um, I would say like the the seven spiritual laws by me refocusing my energy and really understanding what it meant to do less and achieve everything um, by me really understanding that we can literally reach into the quantum field and pick out whatever we want mm -hmm. like really understanding that like not just understanding it with my brain but understanding it in my body, it changed everything for me. And so it helped me to see that I don't have to do it the way everyone else says and literally kill myself in the process. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have to follow any particular plan because, you know, if you think about it, there are plenty of good ideals, right? Like you, you have a great idea, you start it. So you're like, I'm going to start a business. Okay, good ideas are a dime a dozen. You know, so what makes some people who start a business with a great idea, why do they succeed and then other people don't? And if you talk to people who have been successful in their businesses, if you ask them what they did, 
everybody did something different. Mm-hmm. Like it's a different formula for every <laughs> everybody. So you can't say it's a particular formula, but there are certain things that people who are successful, they, they all did this. And um, I, I will say that even though we were successful doing it the way everybody else told us to do it in a sense, we were successful financially, but we weren't successful in terms of living our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't able to accomplish our dreams. We weren't able to dream. <laughs> you know, all we did was, was work. work. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I think, like I say, the work we were doing was great work. It was purposeful. It was meaningful. It was life-changing, not just for the clients, but also for us. It was a very life-changing um, work. I don't regret it. Um, however, I would not do that again in that way. And so if I want to do that work, then I'm going to work smarter. I'm going to work using, um, helping, using the universe to help me. And I'm going to project what it is I would like to see and then let the universe work out the details. Um, I don't have to micromanage everything. I don't have to literally push, (laughs) you know, try to push through to the next level. I just let the universe work for me and I just I just basically place my order and then let things unfold and go from there. Okay. So, tell me how did you transition from you know, this place where you probably wouldn't maybe wouldn't survive to you know, the other side. How did you transition to that? Well, for me, like what we did literally was we shut down, we closed the doors for our mm. business. We just shut it down. We moved away to a beautiful exotic island and <laughs> okay, <laughs> went to the beach twice a day, every day, watched the sunrise, watched the sunset, um, watched the full moon when it would come up. <laughs> that's what you did. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what we did. And I, okay. spent, I spent many days or every day, I spent hours sitting on the cliff just dreaming the life that I would love to have. And um, I would look at the the water, the ripples, and mm-hmm. I would think about, you know, I would just set my intentions and just let the water take them <laughs> to wherever they needed mm-hmm. to go in order to make my dreams come true. And so um, the thing is, it's like once you have done a business before, you can kind of follow the same steps mm-hmm. and recreate it. Um, the only thing is, now I had this different mindset and realizing that in order to have a, a life, you know, success includes having a life and being joyful and your health and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to do the things you love with the people you love. All of that is included in success. And um, in order to have it all, instead of coming from a mindset of, um, I got to work, 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 you have to come, or yeah, I'm going to say you, we have to come from a mindset of um, just being in joy, just actually literally being joyful. And so that joyful energy attracts the things that you want. And so if I'm um, looking at, okay, this is how it's going to look and this is how it's going to feel and this is what we're going to do, then 
it's going everything is going to be created from that standpoint versus you know if i'm looking at like this is hard work Mm -hmm. and so when you take action from a joyful place the action is so much different than uh i gotta get this done action that's a a, that's two different actions Mm -hmm. that's the current and it draws different things to you um but i i was recently i think this was an old video but i was recent and it wasn't even a video i think it was a podcast but i was recently listening to a podcast um but it was an old podcast um and it was it had um jack canfield canfield on it who is the author of the chicken soup mm-hmm. for the soul series um but he he's done other books too like the success principle and maybe some other things but he was saying that when he first learned these principles, he actually used to make $8,000 a year. Hmm. And the person who was his mentor was teaching him, you know, like, okay, you need to visualize what it is you want. You need to love on it, you know, that type of thing. And so his mentor encouraged him to set a goal that he knew he could not meet under regular circumstances. And so Jack Canfield, who who was making $8,000 a year, he set a goal to make $100,000 that year. And so he said what happened was now his ideals, when he's coming up with ideals of how to make money, he's not coming up with, you know, how to make $200 or how to make $500. His, his ideals are now how do you make... <laughs> you know thousands of dollars and so he's coming up with a different set of ideals and it's kind of like the whole concept we've talked about before like you know if you in your own personal life if you're like oh my gosh I need to come up with fifty dollars you come up with ideas on how to come up with fifty dollars if you say I need to come up with a hundred dollars you come up with ideas on how to come up with a hundred dollars and well why not say I I want a hundred thousand dollars and then you'll come up with those ideals. Or why not say, I want a million dollars? And then you'll come up with those ideals. And so that's basically um, what he said. He wanted $100,000. And that year, he ended up making $92,000. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So just basically changing his mindset. Mm-hmm. And then when you change your mindset, you start attracting the things that you're putting your mind on. Well, we attract the things we put our mind on anyway. So, right. <laughs> right. And so we need to be deliberate in changing our mindset. And so, of course, once he's like, well, dang, what? I, I made, I asked for 100000 and I basically got 100000 mm-hmm. Well, what do you think he's going to ask for next? More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so um, I think in that same podcast, they were talking about, they were like, if you, the difference between somebody who makes, say, $100,000 a year, and someone who makes a million dollars a year is the person who makes a hundred thousand they are interested in feeding their families the pe- person who makes a million dollars a year they are interested in helping as many people as they can and so it's almost like the more people you want to serve the greater your bounty is mm-hmm. um, so that's just something that's food for thought you know and I do want to add here that a lot of times people are like, well, how long would this take? Well, for Jack Canfield, it took him a year to go from $8,000 to $92,000. 92. 
But the point is, this stuff can happen very, very quickly. I remember um, not too long ago, somebody that I was working with in terms of helping them expand their business. The, my whole focus for real, for real, is changing their mindset, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just working on changing the mindset. And your mindset, you know, you believe what you believe. Exactly. You know? And it's, it's, <laughs> that can be a hard thing to do. But if you become aware that, okay, this is my thinking, mm-hmm. you know, like, am I really thinking that everything outside of me is the problem? You know, everything outside of me is keeping me from doing X, Y, and Z. Well, to me, that's coming from a very powerless um, position. And so I like to think of anything that's going on is because I did it, right? It's, it's, it's my fault. If I'm blaming about I'm blaming. Me. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I don't really think of it in terms of blame, but just recognizing that I have the power. I have the power to change that. I have mm-hmm. the power to stay locked in this position or I can choose something else. And so oftentimes if I'm locked in a position that I don't want to be, then of course I want to choose something else. So it's just bringing um, your thinking to your conscious awareness and deciding, you know, I want to change this. I want to change that. Mm-hmm. I want to change that. And so I remember that person saying to me, um, how long does this take? Um, he's like, uh, how long would it take for me to basically have a mansion mm-hmm. or something? And, you know, I, I couldn't answer that question because it could be tomorrow if your, if your channel was clear. Like, the, the clearer your channel is, the more easily things can flow to you, the more quickly you can manifest things. I mean, it can happen very quickly, or it can take a while. It just depends on how, how um, clear you are in terms of getting rid of those underlying thoughts, those, those thoughts that are holding you back, and changing it into something that you would love. That's a wonderful story, Arvette, and how you transitioned through. And also, as many times we've talked in most of all of our podcasts of changing your thought process Mm -hmm. and deciding um, what you love, what you want to do, Mm -hmm. and letting the universe take take it over from there. Yeah. You know, like, I remember I would watch those exercise infomercials, Mm -hmm. like, it maybe it would be trying to sell you aerobics videos or might be selling you some type of exercise equipment mm-hmm. or something like that. And I would watch it because, you know, I wanted to lose weight. And as I'm watching those videos, I'm eating potato chips, <laughs> eating cookies, you know. <laughs> I have a vision I can see <laughs> At the same time, and I, I think, you know, a lot of times we can hear things like, okay, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I need to exercise more and eat less. While I'm saying, mm-hmm, we sure do. I'm still eating <laughs> and I'm not practicing the very thing that would change my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think with like us always talking about thinking positive and seeing what you would love and like, you know, this is a, it's kind of like a new way of thinking, a new way of doing it things. Yep. Um, it's new for us. It's not mm-hmm. new in the world, right. but it's new for us. Um, and so it's like we'll kind of be mentally lazy and we won't do this mental work that it would take to get these things done. And so um, 
I know we're talking about entrepreneurs, but this goes for anything. But, you know, since we're talking about entrepreneurs, like we really need to do the work instead of working 100 hours a week, spend that five minutes every day envisioning what you would want your business to look like, envisioning the people that you want to touch, envisioning how you want to feel, envisioning the trips that you want to take, mm-hmm. um, the love that you want to have, the friends that you want to enjoy. Just take the time in, to envision and really feel the life that you would love. And the money is going to flow to you because you're in a place of joy and you're going to be attracting all the things that you want in life. That's wonderful. <laughs> so until next time, this is our vet. This is Diana. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And by the way, I have a free gift for you. Check out my website at www.arvetmclean.com. That's A-R-V as in Victor, A-T-M-C-C-L-A-I-N-E.com for your free gift and to find more goodies to help you create the life that you would absolutely love.